Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're very welcome to another episode of the Scaling Your Business podcast. For this episode, I am delighted to be joined by Donald McGuinness, the CEO of Promont. Donald, you're very welcome to the show. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Um, just, just one thing at the start. Uh, prompt is the prompt. prompt is the pronunciation. It's a, it's one of these uh, double M T. Yeah. So it's, it's not a real word, uh, but it's obviously a play on the word prompt. So it's a I prompt like it. for payment. A prompt no, for payment. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, with a, with a name like mine. Uh, I correct a lot of people because they keep mis- <laughs> mispronounce my name. So I, yeah. I understand having a something that people look at and go, I don't know how to pronounce that, but uh, appreciate it. Um, I, I want to start this podcast with your early days and then go into all, all things business. Uh, you grew up in Dublin. What was yeah. life like growing up in Dublin? Any favorite memories, hobbies, standout memories in your head? Yeah, so I, I grew up um, um, sort of south city. Um, I, I went to Sing Street, um, which was a good school, um, very sort of popular school. But, you know, there, there was all sorts in Sing Street from uh, the really academically gifted to to someone you wouldn't want to meet in a dark alley, you know, and, and everywhere, everywhere in between. So it, it was a great uh, education in, in every sense. Uh, so... Um, so I grew up around the South Circular Road um, end of things um, and uh, really enjoyed living there close to town. You know, I'm, I'm probably a real townie. Um, haven't haven't moved very far. I still live just up, 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 up the road. So, uh, um, so yeah, so very much a, a city boy. Um, love, uh, love Dublin and uh, love living here. Nice, nice. Um... When you say Dublin, are you referencing Dublin as a city or Dublin GAA? Uh, yeah, Dublin as a city. Uh, Dublin as a city. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm probably one of the few uh, dubs that that I, I wouldn't be a, a huge GAA follower. Gotcha. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I probably one of the very few dubs that probably thought it wasn't a bad thing that Dublin were beaten this year. <laughs> you know, so it's never good in any sport for someone to dominate so much, you know. So, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I understand that feeling. I I'm, I live in Meath, but um, I, I actually support Kenny through my grandparents and my parents living, growing mm. up there, and they dominated for a while. So I understand what it's like to be on on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, influence is a question I like to ask my guests, and what I mean by that is they can usually point to a handful of people that had a positive impact on them in their early years while they were growing up. So think young Donald uh, that stuck with them still to this day whether close friends teachers parents does anyone spring to mind for you um i think well obviously my my parents were a big inter, uh, influence on me um uh, as as i guess most most people would say um my 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 dad um had his own business which was uh in the movie business and i guess i grew up around the kitchen table talking about movies and uh, what, you know, so we were always 
very much in that, you know, we always knew what movies were coming before everybody knew what was going on. And uh, um, certainly um, both my parents, but particularly my dad, would have been a big influence uh, on things. Um, and then with, within school, um, probably um, I, I played a lot of music in school, but it was probably... Um, um, I, I, I was crap at sports uh, when I was growing up, Me too. and uh, uh, particularly ball sports. You know, everybody wants to play football, you know, and I, I'd probably, I'd be the first one to get to the ball, but probably fall over it. Uh, and um, um, my cousin started rowing one day, and then I started doing that. Uh, all of a sudden became quite good at it, and, and I, I think I grew a lot of self-confidence out of that. Um, just as I was going up through the teenage years, which uh, which was really helpful to me as I got older. Nice, Rowan, cool sport, and there's a couple of Olympic medals for Ireland and Rowan as well. Great year this year, yeah, 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 for sure, mm. for sure. Um, you you mentioned your dad owning his own business. Mm. Uh, is there a is there a standout lesson either of your parents or or a close person? Uh, you that that you learned from them that has stood you to today yeah i i think one of the things that that um i remember <clears throat> and a lot of these things when you're a teenager you know the, the half it goes over your head you know because yeah. um, you're in your own world uh but the 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 company my dad was working for when, uh, which was a movie company went into liquidation uh, when he was about 60 um, and there was with two kids, myself and my brother, and we would have been both in college or I think he was in college. I was just sort of leaving cert sort of stream. Um, and then and all of a sudden, you know, he's out of work. Um, but what he did was um, he he picked um, a, a bunch of key creditors of the business and, and paid them out of his back pocket, which started his own business. And uh, and, and I think, you know, he worked, um, you know, he's no longer with us, unfortunately, but like he worked very actively up into his mid 80s uh, and probably enjoyed those 25 years more than he did the previous uh, 30. So uh, and, and made more money as well as enjoying it, you know. So uh, uh, certainly I, I learned a good lesson out of that um, around loyalty to, to partners and uh, and they they really repaid that loyalty to him as well, you know. What's your dad's name? Uh, Arthur, believe it or not. Well, shout out to shout out to Arthur and, and the positive impact he had on you. Um, I'd like to rewind the clock to the start of the millennium. So the year 2000, you were co-founder and MD at It's Mobile. Um, mm. Launched Europe's first online uh, and mobile cinema ticketing product and also launched the world's first mobile parking product, which was introduced in 14, 15 major cities. What's something that you felt looking back now uh, that you did well that contributed to the success of that venture, which was eventually acquired? Yeah, it, it was. So when when um, myself and a, a friend of mine, uh, Kieran McRae, set up that business and uh, and really we were looking at um, it, it was the m mobile aspect of it. Was, was what attracted us to, to the business. You know, um, we, we probably fell into payments a little bit um, because it was, it was really coming into the early noughties. Every, everybody had a phone at this point, uh, albeit 
an old fashioned, uh, what we call like a burner phone now. Um, but um, it was, what could we do around that? Is, is it, um, and, and God, when I even think of it, WAP, which was the very first version of mobile internet was a thing. Um, and we were trying to think about what could you do around that, whether it's information based or whether it's uh, not necessarily payments. Um, so we, we, we thought about, well, what could you do? Uh, parking came up very quickly. Um, I remember we had a couple of um, um, really good developers uh, when we started up, uh, all of which have gone on to do great things in, in their own right. Uh, but we started the cinema booking uh, with uh, a really well-known cinema in South Dublin, the Ormond Cinema in Stillorgan. It's gone now. Um, and uh, uh, we were, which was a mobile booking option, right? And I remember as an afterthought, we said, should we add a web option to this, you know, um, and uh, all, the, all the developers are looking at me going, Donald, that's not cool. You know, we're, we're here to do mobile stuff, you know. And I thought, well, what a, you know, and, and it, it's just as well, because when we look back, you know, 99.99999% of our bookings were through the, the web and not through mobile. Um, and, uh, and, and really, it's often that we, to, what I learned from that was, you know, you really need to think as, as you innovate with product is is not 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 to have it product led you know product led stuff is important but you need to really be mindful of what do people use what do people want to use rather than what you think they want to use uh, which is generally very different mm -hmm. i like that a nice lesson to learn um let's move over to you're gonna have to help me pronounce this as alfira payments alfira um alfira yeah payments. Alfara, um, so the payzone. You've heard of payzone. So, yes. um, so Al Alfara was the the company name for for payzone. Um, so uh, payzone uh, bought its mobile um, back in two thousand and three. I'm thinking, um, and um, and uh, pay payzone slash Alfara was was a. Uh, was a great environment. Um, I think I think I'd been lucky through all of my career that <clears throat> I've ended up. Um, if if it hasn't been something I'm doing myself, I've been in somebody else's company that's been very entrepreneurial um, and uh, and innovative. So and Payzone was was that in spades. You know, um, uh, the, the couple of years I was there, um, Payzone was on a big territorial expansion across Europe and really looking at new products and services so um um what what it's mobile became in payzone was the online part of payzone which um um our our parking product morphed into parking tag which is still there today um i mean i'm, I'm gone from there about 10 years or so um and, and parking tag is is bigger than it ever was you know so mm -hmm. uh so uh, we built some really really good products um um and um yeah it's great it was a great time um payzone as a business was probably 95 percent prepaid phone top up but it was very clear that that wasn't going to be a market that was going to last forever that mm. people were generally gradually going to morph towards contract phones and things like that so um so the, the innovation in there was incredible as to, you know, how to develop that network and what other services and products to bring in and different markets. So, yeah, Payzone, 
Alfira um, was it was a really important time. During your time there, you built out a new team, successfully launched products across several European markets. Uh, one of which you just referenced the, the packing tag. Um, so the question here is, um, personally, during your time here, did you, imp- looking back, did you improve any skills, management skills, hiring skills, communication skills? If you look back at your time, specifically at, at that venture. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one to answer. I, I, I think more generally around hiring. Um, I, 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 I think a lot of times, and, and, and I would have been guilty of this in the past, that it's, it's really important that um, the, the skill set is, is important, um, mm. but, but really the, the, what's more important is you can teach someone the skill, but what's really more important is, is the attitude and the fit to the organization and what you're trying to do. Um, and not just Alfira or Payzone or, or any other business, um, people don't thrive or you don't get the best out of people unless they're the right, have the right attitude and, and they're in a place where they, they really fit, you know? Um, mm. So I, I think um, um, hiring somebody with the, with, with a passion for anything is great because those people can pretty much succeed anywhere. Um, whereas you can get people that really have the skill you want, but you just can't get it out of them, you know? Um, so um, and that would have been true and true in in um, in 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 everywhere I've been, I guess you know. Um. I, I I reference something occasionally called the BAT triangle, and it sounds like something similar to what you're saying, which is think of a triangle. The top of it, you have behavior, uh-huh. and then you have attitude and technique. And what you're saying is, it's easy to teach the technique part, but it's the behavior and the attitude that you're looking for when it comes to the hiring side of things, because yeah. I, not just Alfira, but you went on and you were the GM of EMEA of Boku, and then you were the VP of, VP of sales. Uh, so you were hiring a VP of sales recently at your current yeah. bit venture. Yeah. And what you're saying is that when you look at that BAT triangle that I've just referenced, the two most important parts are the behavior and attitude, but the technique you can teach. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, and and it's and it's really important. And and uh, some people have said to me in the past, you know, the people say about uh, college and third level. Um, I, I I think regardless of what discipline you would do, maybe if you went to third level, it, it, in some ways it doesn't really matter. What it does, it it teaches you a way of thinking, um, regardless of what the course is, you know. And uh, but but you can't. Um, it's like what people often say about being street smart and all the rest of it you know you, you can you can never teach someone that um whereas you can teach someone to be smart but not street smart so um uh, i think it's really important um when hiring that that you really um i always like to in interviews to talk to the person um not about their their experience or or but what what did they do when they go home or you know uh what's their hobbies um and um, and and I think that gives you a really good insight to 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 an individual. Mm. Your current venture, 
rather than me give the 30, 60 second overview, you'll do a better job. You're the CEO. So the microphone is yours, Donald. Yeah, so prompt, uh, as the name might suggest, uh, is, is a, a, a prompt for a payment. So what we do is we send secure checkout pages to customers. Our customers send out those checkout pages to their customers uh, via some form of messaging. So we're, we, we're a communications company. Uh, so we deliver those checkout pages via email, SMS, WhatsApp, chatbots, Messenger, iMessage, whatever way you want to deliver it. Um, and we have a lot of customers would often use us to replace what would have been over the phone and over the phone payment, uh, which is very risky. But increasingly through the COVID experience, uh, this messaging channel has become a channel in its own right that's sort of halfway between face-to-face -face and purely online, uh, where it's, it's a real growth sales channel where people use it for personal shopping and, and lots of different things that's built around a slick user experience that's secure for the merchant, uh, as in not, not risky for chargebacks. So we work with a lot of big businesses in, in different sectors uh, that put through you know, many millions of euro or pounds per month through Prompt. I will leave a link to both your company website and your LinkedIn account as well, where, depending on where people are listening or watching this. Mm. Um, and I'll reference that again at, at the end as well. But um, a, a couple more questions before we come to the end. Have you got a personal definition of what success means to you? Uh, yeah, I, I think it comes in many different, there's lots of different answers to that. You know, um, I, I, I think success is, is a different question depending on the, the, what part of your life you're thinking about, I guess. So at, at the very highest level, success to me is, is, you know, that, that uh, is, is happiness and health and, you know, uh, for all my family and friends and stuff, you know, and if that happens, that's success. But from a business point of view, um, Success uh, within Prompt um, is that that we continue to grow as we are. That that we we our, our key um, metrics that we measure are our total payment volume that goes through the platform. That that continues to increase, and that the team here, as we grow, um, are happy here. Um, it's it's important that it's a it, it's a good environment that people want to work in. You know, we have a very low, in fact, we have a pretty much non, a zero staff churn um, in, in the last couple of years, uh, I know COVID notwithstanding, but, uh, um, and uh, I think it's really important that people really want to work here. You know, we have a very flexible working environment in terms of even pre-COVID, in terms of, uh, you know, working from home. Um, you know, I'm in the office now, um, I've, I've been here uh, we're, we're half in and out at the moment, you know, but mm. I've been here on my own during COVID because the office is quite close to me. But, uh, but I, I, think, I think success comes in, in, it's a multifaceted sort of answer really, but it's, uh, it's about the, the work family, which is everybody's happy to work here. We're, we're, we're doing our numbers and we're going in a good direction together and everybody feels part of it and that's success. Is there a tool that you look at your week that you can't without? So 
perhaps it could be a CRM tool, it could be oh, anything. I don't even want to put any ideas in your head, but is there one tool that you can't live without? Um, in, in terms of the, well, obviously my mobile phone, you know, um, but in terms of a, an application, um, you know, yeah, our sales CRM, you know, I'd, I'd look at it every day. Um, Slack, which we use for internal communication, uh, particularly with everybody a bit remote, or not a bit remote, but very remote. Um, I mean, we couldn't function without Slack. Um, and um, yeah, and we, we have some other tools that, that I would use less often, but if, if something was to get turned off that would cause me a real problem tomorrow, um, it would be Slack because um, we, we okay. use it for a lot of internal communication. Two final questions for you, Donald. In a recent LinkedIn post uh, that you put up, we actually, I'm referencing two posts here. You shared that hospitality or payments are back up 719%. Hmm. Great to see. And that you've also got a new integration with Oracle Opera. Congrats on that. Um, what do the next 12 to 18 months look like when you think of where growth is going to come from? Yeah, so we see... Um, so hospitality hotels um are are still our biggest sector but they were when it was more than 50 percent of our customers pre-covid they've had a tough time um over the last 18 months but they're all back uh, as that post suggests um and uh and we're winning lots of new hotel clients again and oracle is the the biggest um property management system that's used by hotels. So that's a really important one for us. So we see demand uh, in that sector and, and our other key uh, sectors uh, from our primary markets right now would be UK and Ireland. Now we do have customers in the US and Australia and other places. We have a lot of demand coming out of Canada. Uh, we've just opened uh, we've just opened a company there, a subsidiary of, of uh, Prompt in Canada. Uh, to enable that business. Uh, so I, I think our, most of our growth um, in the next 18 months is going to come out of North America. Uh, there's, a, there's a big demand for what we do there, big market, obviously, um, and um, not just from hospitality, but our, our other big sectors would be automotive, uh, luxury retail, um, and um, uh, builders, merchants, uh, big, big um, hardware merchants. Okay, final question for you is if you were the decision maker on adding a mandatory subject to the secondary school curriculum, what would it be and why? My own son did his leave insert there last year. And uh, I know the, the courses, um, there are a lot of new courses in in the last couple of years that are actually very good. So it, so I think there's a lot better choice there than there was back in back in my day. Um, mm. But um, the 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 exam, I mean, if the last couple of years hasn't taught us anything, is the, the, the leaving cert as, as, a, as, as an exam needs to change. You know, I, I think there mm. needs to be, um, you know, I think there does need to be an exam element, but that, that needs to change. Uh, um, there is one thing that, that I often laugh about, um, and I, I have a couple of girls at home. Um, I, I think uh, up to junior cert, uh, home economics should be a mandatory subject, believe it or not. Um, because uh, you get a lot of guys that uh, uh, could learn a lot from it. Uh, yeah. And it seems to be uh, 
bread and butter in most girls' schools, but uh, I'm not sure of any boys' school that would have uh, home economics on the on the list of things to do. But I think uh, I think to teach people uh, not just basic things about you know how to how to feed yourself, but but just uh, um, how budgeting at home works and all that sort of stuff is mm. just an it's an important life skill, you know. Um, and I think that would be a really helpful um, thing. Thinking back to when I was in secondary school, I can't think of one guy. I went to uh, boys and girls school. I think of one guy that did home economics. If I look mm. a year above and a year below on my year, but uh, yeah, yeah, Donald, it's it's been great chatting for the last 30, 35 minutes. Getting to know you a bit more. I'll leave links to your website and your LinkedIn page below. Um, I wish you continued success. Congrats on the recent integration. Um, but for today, we'll we'll leave it there. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. All the best. Beautiful morning. Get a sun in my morning, baby.